Cure. 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 Okay. Hello and welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for joining us each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. Oh, man. Again, all right. All right. I thought I got away from that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> all right. It's like programmed and now it you really can't is. stop. Stupid. It makes me sound not intelligent and I don't appreciate it. All right. I mean, yeah. Uh, ha- poisons for the week. <laughs> hey, before we have poisons, I have a present. You have a present? What? Yeah. Well, this is like a reoccurring theme. I like this like present. All of us are going to get so spoiled. That's fine. I mean, Ashley's like, not a problem. I spoil people anyway. Why not put it on the air? Then I can record the genuine reactions. This one's kind of a joke present. Oh, score. I like those. So this past Sunday, we had Christmas at my grandma's. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of us that instead of trying to buy presents for everybody, everybody just brings like three or four random bingo presents. Ooh. And then everybody just sits around and plays bingo for like four hours. And it's amazing. Okay. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. And they can be like, some of them are really good presents, like gift cards and gift certificates to do stuff. And some of them are kind of like gag presents. Like we have this set of crystal swans that has been in bingo every year for the past like seven, eight years. Somebody wins them, wraps them up differently and then brings them back. Nice. Mm. So they're kind of like the traveling swans. And this was a new one for the year. And my dad actually won it. And everybody got a good chuckle. And then as we were leaving, I was like, dad... What's it going to cost me to get that off of you? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, you know everything I won. What can I trade you? So I traded him a giant box of homemade Chex Mix for a gift for Tiffany. Oh. You are worth a giant box of homemade Chex Mix. That's a lot more than I thought it was worth. (laughs) (laughs) He he tried to get the apple butter that grandma made. It usually puts like six jars in bingo and there was only two this year. And I said, no, no. Yeah, no. No. Fair. I'll just come steal it from your house one day. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those listening, Tiffany is obsessed with Christmas sweaters. Uh Uh-oh. And from the day after Thanksgiving, Mm -hmm. leading up until Christmas, she wears a different Christmas sweater every day. No exceptions. Well, it's not a Christmas sweat. Mm -hmm. But what is it? But. Oh, (gasps) my God. (laughs) I am the happiest person in the world. Oh. (gasps) Oh, my God. Why are you holding the boobs? One of the, you see the t-shirts all the time that you can buy at like cheesy beach stores that have the bikinis painted on them. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like that, but it is a probably like at least XL, if not 2X t-shirt with Christmas lingerie with ribbons and lace. It says open me first on the front. (laughs) And a candy cane in the cleavage. Oh my God. (laughs) It's got a garter belt. <laughs> and it even has it on the back, too. This I'm, I'm the happiest person in the world right now. Put it on. Yes. <laughs> With your oversized red sweatpants. Oh, my God. They're perfect. <laughs> Are you wearing a bra under that shirt? Nope. Okay. <laughs> She's not going to completely strip. I'm just going to, like, hide behind my pop filter for a second. I'll put it on over. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. 
got us. This is, might sound really awkward, but I've got us and my dad a picture of this. <laughs> oh, I wish I could see Matt's face. <laughs> oh my gosh, you should have that on when Matt gets home. <laughs> oh, I will. Okay, is it super awkward if I send that on my family text message thread? Not at all. Okay. You send me a copy too. Yes. <laughs> and we'll put it on Instagram. This is amazing. <laughs> I'm so happy. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. So, poisons. I've got the most dope shirt I've ever worn in my entire life. <laughs> She's taking her other shirt off underneath it now. Ah, mm-hmm. smart. <laughs> Well, while she's doing that, my poison is I finally got cord management under control. Yay! So we have room to do things. Huzzah! Like set our drinks down where we want to and not where we have to. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And we can like move our hands. There's only one drawback to this right now. What's that? Well, just don't touch the table. That was me. That was Rebecca. (laughs) Keep your hands to yourself. Baby baby steps. We'll get a a tablecloth. And some stuff. It's fine. (laughs) I'm so happy. Sorry. Oh, gracious. So, Ashley, what's your poison? My poison this week is trying to find our text thread so I can send that picture. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My poison this week is that there's going to be a new addition to our family. Wait, what? I got real excited for a second and then i remembered <laughs> and i'm still excited but i'm my so confused because yeah, like pictures oh that's right the puppy sorry yes. my mom is getting a new puppy because i was in here going tiffany's not nearly excited it's... enough for this news what the hell's happening no. no 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 it is a super cute puppy he's a little golden doodle oh little golden and doodle. they're gonna be in town and like two weeks to pick him up mm-hmm. and he's so cute and i'm so excited and i can't wait to squish his face he is precious yeah oh. i'm not gonna go into the name thing right now my mom wants to name him bernie because she's weird <laughs> that's, that's not a good name for a dog it's just weird but you know see, i imagine bernie and i imagine like the old basset hound on your grandpa's front porch. I picture weekend at Bernie's. Same. I'm like, why do you want a dead dog? Oh, ah. no. Well, I mean, that is weekend at Bernie's. Either that or Bernie Sanders. Feel the burn. <laughs> and none of those are he appropriate doesn't look for like a, dog. a Bernie. No. <laughs> so I was very confused. But you know, it's not my dog, and he's still cute. And I'll come up with a nickname for him. Who knows? Maybe she'll meet him and decide he's not a Bernie. Maybe when Fingers she gets here crossed. and they say, "Mom, that name is not cute." <laughs> Talk to your stepdad and just be like, please tell her no. <laughs> let's let's re-decide. Let's, let's discuss I this. I said Buzz. Cute. I like they're Georgia Tech fans. I like Rebecca's name too. Percy. Yeah, but mom, I don't think would really go for Percy. He definitely does. Would make a good Weasley, especially when he's growing up and he's all like. Doo, 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 doo. And doodles don't ever get out of that doo, 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 True. stage. True. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It's not my dog. He's still cute. I will love him and cuddle him no matter what his name is. And so. then secretly call him something else. Buzz. <laughs> it won't be a secret. No. No. <laughs> I'll be like, Mom, your name's stupid. His name is Buzz. <laughs> I like it. I love you, Mom. <laughs> Tiffany? My poison. I have been preemptively planning my daughter's first birthday party, and it's super exciting, <laughs> and I spend way too much time doing it. So there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm so excited. And I didn't think I would spend this much time on it. And it's still three months out. Um, It's super fun. And it you're is. only going to get to do it once. 
And I always sing You Are My Sunshine to her. And we're doing a You Are My Sunshine theme. And I'm so excited. And it's going to be great. What is she dressing up as? She's going to be in a yellow tutu and probably a really cute onesie that my parents helped me make because they do that. And of course, an adorable headband or hat. Of course. (laughs) Yes, of course. But I'm excited. Yay! Yay! And I may be in a yellow tutu too because why not? Why not? Why not a rainbow? Because she helps you shine. Oh, Rebecca, you're so precious. That way Matt can be a thundercloud. <laughs> I could probably get him to do that. Oh, that's Just get him like a sh- gray shirt with like a lightning bolt. Yes. I'm yep. down. All right. Uh, I well, mainly just want him dressed up as a thundercloud. Can I'll he get a white tutu? <laughs> no, he needs a you gray can get one. Like a gray, gray one with like tutu. electrical lights for the lightning. <gasps> be a thundercloud <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fantastic i like this idea a lot yeah we'll see how that goes over keep us posted i here just plan it and don't tell him <laughs> and then just sneak a lit up tutu onto him i mean it's <laughs> maybe maybe some whiskey first before his child's birthday party <laughs> before the tutu why are we taking shots of whiskey at 10 a.m don't worry just, just do it. Yep. How, how, what's your waist size? No reason. <laughs> All of our family and friends are about to be here. Don't you want a shot or two before this happens? True. Yeah, he does not do crowds. So Matt, don't listen to this. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> he does actually listen. So tune out. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, you guys ready to learn about something today? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. All right. Tell me something good. Yeah. I don't think this is very good, but tell I'll something. me something questionable, baby. I can do that. Sweet. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys want to know what it's about, or do you just want me to tell you a story? Story. Story time. All right. Actually, you know, I'm just going to tell you because it's it doesn't come up later. <laughs> story time. All right. This is about the toxic lady. Mm. The face Ashley just gave me. I'm I didn't want to know the title. I, I mean, but I don't say time. the toxic lady anywhere in here. <laughs> oh, so. okay. Yeah, fine. All right. So at 8.15 p.m. on February 19th, 1994, 31-year-old Gloria Ramirez is rushed into the emergency room at Riverstone General Hospital in California with kidney failure due to late-stage cervical cancer, which she had been diagnosed with six weeks prior. Uh, she had a rapid heart rate and irregular breathing pattern. And she was given some medicine to sedate her and had to have a defibrillator used on her. Once this happened, things started to get really weird. Okay. Once they used the defibrillator or once they sedated her? Both. That's, Both. They around did, yeah, this time. Around gotcha. that time. Once they removed her clothing to attach to the electrodes, they noticed that she had an oily sheen over her skin that smelled of garlic. Weird. She's a vampire. Or just me after eating a pizza. <laughs> I did picture that. I like whenever I'm eating cheese sticks and then you my just hands are all. Rebecca after eating a pizza. <laughs> Look, what I do in my spare time is none of your business. Nope. But no, like my hands are all oily and gross and smell delicious, and it's great. <gasps> oh, like those little garlic knots from yeah. um, what's the Italian restaurant? Okay, we need to stop talking mm-hmm. sorry, about sorry. garlic knots. Never. All right. Well, at this point, RN Susan Kane tried to draw Ramirez's blood. And when she did, she noticed it smelled like ammonia. That's not good. Yeah, it's not a normal blood smell. No. She asked the respiratory therapist, Maureen Welch, to confirm that that's what she was smelling. Take a big whiff. Exactly. Just breathe it all in. Here, smell this vial of blood. 
Yes, this questionable smelling vial of blood. Yes. Does this blood smell normal to you? <laughs> when when I have anything that smells like ammonia, I'm like, mm, if I'm suffering, everybody else has to suffer. Fair. Welch said that she thought the syringe would smell like chemotherapy, the way blood smells putrid when people are taking some of those drugs. She said instead it smelled like ammonia. The syringe was then passed to medical resident Julie Gorzinski, and she noticed manila particles floating in the blood. That's yeah. not normal either. No. So you've got this gross-smelling blood. It's all the garlic butter. Oh, the little garlic chunks. Yeah, but it doesn't smell like ammonia. It went bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's spoiled. That's why she's in the hospital. Yes, yes. That's what caused her kidney to shut down. garlic bread. Exactly. All right, so right about that time, Kane, who drew the blood, started to sway, said her face was burning, and passed out. She was immediately rushed from the room. Gorzinski then said she felt queasy, so she stepped outside, complained to be feeling lightheaded, and when she sat down at the nurse's desk, somebody asked her if she was okay, but before she could answer, she slumped over to the floor. Gorzinski then shook intermittently and developed apnea. So as all of this was going on, Welch, the one who was confirming that there, it smelled like ammonia, Welch then passes out, and when she woke up, she couldn't control the movement of her limbs. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. So like your typical... ER. Right? What? Situation, No right? big deal. No. <laughs> no. That's not how it works. Well, no, it's mostly people with colds who are complaining too much. My yes. ear hurts. <laughs> I got something lodged up my butt. Apparently that happens a lot at the ER. It does. So. I, why do I know that? Where else are you going to go? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> all right. So after all of this happened, a state of emergency was declared within the hospital and all of the patients and staff were evacuated to the parking lot, except for a skeleton crew that remained behind to try to save Ramirez's life. Unfortunately, at 8.50 p.m., Ramirez was pronounced dead and her body was enclosed in an aluminum crate. Wait, what time did she get admitted? 8.15. I thought you said 8.40 something. But still, that's only like... 40 minutes? 45 minutes? Not yeah, even. 35 minutes. quickly. Didn't it? And where do they have just aluminum crates lying around? I don't know why they had the aluminum crate, but Good it's a question. hospital. You know, you gotta have a... It's a dumpster. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. I just... Dunk. No. In total, 23 of the 37 emergency room staff members experienced at least one symptom. Holy cannolis. Right? Did they all go through the area where she was located? Yes. Okay. Five of those were hospitalized. Gorzinski had the worst of it. She spent two weeks in intensive care where she experienced apnea, developed hepatitis, pancreatitis, and avascular necrosis of the knee, which is a condition in which the bone tissue is starved of blood and begins to die. Mm -mm. She was on crutches for months after this. How Hepatitis. And which one? All valid questions. I don't know which hepatitis, and I have zero clue how she got all of this. But hmm. what we know is Gloria Ramirez came in, and everything went haywire. Right. Yeah, that's putting it mildly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riverside County Hazardous Materials Team was called in to see if there was some volatile chemical lurking in the air of the emergency room. Fortunately, and also kind of unfortunately, no toxic chemicals were detected. So okay. S- six days after her death. The pathologists who performed her autopsy had to don hazmat suits and work in a sealed examining chamber. They emerged with samples of blood and tissue, along with air from the body bag and the aluminum crate holding the body. Okay. So they are determined to find out what What? happened. Unfortunately, they too found nothing that would explain what was going on. They didn't even find like manila particles in her blood? Nope. So they didn't find anything questionable at all? Nothing questionable. 
Hmm. Enter the Forensic Science Center at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. They were asked to examine and see if they could come up with anything. After analyzing the compounds, both organic and inorganic, and the blood vial and tissue from her organs, they could find no reason for what happened either. But they did find a few anomalies that they could easily explain. Uh, The first was an unidentified... How would you pronounce this word, Rebecca? Because I see it and I think anime, but I know it's not. Amine? Sure. Unidentified amine, um, which is a derivative of ammonia that was formed um, as her body tried to break down the anti-nausea drug she was taking. So normal to see. Yes. Uh, The second was a nicotinamide, uh, which is a B vitamin that's crucial to health, but is also mixed into illegal drugs like methamphetamines. Oh. Hmm. But they ruled out her taking drugs because they couldn't find anything in her blood work saying she was taking drugs. So she just had an unusually high amount of something that's also found in drugs. Yes. Well, I mean, it's found in your body. Hers was just elevated. Yeah. So the third thing they found was a chemical called dimethylsulfone. And it is a um, molecule composed of one sulfur atom, two carbons, Six hydrogens and two atoms, because you and guys definitely two. wanted to know. Two oxygen, not two <laughs> atoms. <laughs> Keeping you on your toes. <laughs> I'm there going, wait, you yeah. just named atoms. It's Hold on. What about Eve's? Uh-huh. So, wow. <laughs> That's my best friend right there. Hey. That joke was positive. Don't be so negative, Tiffany. I love you both. Um, Tiffany's got no Adam jokes. <laughs> She's all out of matter. Ha! I Sorry. can't with you. T- <laughs> I, you ready? Yes. Ready. We're continuing on. It's manufactured as an industrial solvent, but it's also sometimes produced naturally in our bodies from amino acids that contain sulfur. It's broken down by the liver, and there is a half-life of the body of less than three days. So if you've got this in you within three days... It should dissipate. Yeah, it should be like halfway gone. Yeah. So six days after she died, they did the initial autopsy and they found normal levels of this in her body. Okay. So this is, what are you? The damn Bob's Burgers song. Which one? When you say autopsy. <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> And every time we've said autopsy, it's come in my head and I'm like, not now, Gil. <laughs> <laughs> but it just wouldn't go away that time. I'm sorry. Carry it's on. Fine. Six uh, days after she died, they did their initial autopsy and it was still at elevated levels. Yes. Cool. Wait, it was at elevated levels? Well, it was at levels of somebody who had just taken, like the, not a half-life. Ah, gotcha. Yes. So, unusual. Yeah. But it's a solvent. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, No. She had, six days after her death, she had about three times more than a normal person. That sounds so bad. So it ideally was six times higher eh. when she got admitted to the hospital. You but said be a ha- six oh, days? No. Six days after her death. And it was so, three times higher. Yes. That's a significant amount. Yes. But dimethyl sulfone couldn't knock out an entire emergency room, so it was ruled out as a suspect. Just one of those odd things that happen. That's a little fishy, though. Isn't it? Because that would be, if my math is right, 12 times. When she was admitted into the hospital? Yeah. If my math is right. Come on, Rebecca. I don't fully remember how half-lives work in the math behind them. 
because it's not like a linear graph. And never mind, not the point. Continue. <laughs> it's not linear, Ashley. It's oh, wibbly, linear. wobbly, timey wimey. <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> Uh, doctors Anna Marie Osario and Kristen Waller from California Department of Health and Human Services were asked to find an explanation for the outbreak. They interviewed 34 hospital staff members who had been working in the emergency room that night, and they found that the people who developed severe symptoms tended to have certain things in common. They had worked within two feet of Ramirez and handled her intravenous lines. And they also found that those affected tended to be women rather than men and people who had skipped dinner that evening. Why were that many people handling her ish? Well, if you have someone going into shock or something that shit's going down real fast. Yeah, but you said it was like 21 out of 30 employees. 23 out of 30 employees. But the ones who had the most severe symptoms were closest. Gotcha. Okay. Have dinner, y'all. Yes. (laughs) Because of this, on September 12th, she passed away on February 19th. So on September 12th, the health department released an official report stating that the hospital staff most likely experienced an outbreak of mass sociogenic illness triggered by an unknown odor. So basically, it's mass hysteria because there's no logical reason for why all of this happened. Okay, Trump. Why, why would mass hysteria cause someone to be in the ICU? And lose control that and is, eat away their knee muscles? I mean, is that right? ICU? Intensive care yeah. unit? Or is that infant care unit? I don't no, know. No, NICU. NICU. Thank you. There. Yeah. But mass hysteria, like the dancing plague, um, like people just couldn't stop. Like it, the brain does some weird-ish. Yeah, but like the one girl who had apnea and ate away from her, the muscles mm-hmm. around her knee, that's not mass hysteria. That's something's going on there. Well, Gorzinski, the girl who had all of that, refused to believe mass hysteria had caused everything, caused everything that happened to her. She called the Livermore Institute and begged them to look again because in her mind, they were the only objective group that did any work on this. Look at what? This is in September. The girl passed away like seven months ago. But they were looking at things like uh, the reports that were... Okay. All the reports and everything to see if there was something that was missed. Upon further review, it was uh, noted that the dimethyl sulfone could have been mistaken when it was actually dimethyl sulfoxide or DMSO. Okay. So the only difference between these two chemicals is that dimethyl sulfone has two oxygen atoms and DMSO has one. So if you have somebody who's not really good at organic chemistry, that may be something that's missed okay. organic chemistry is really hard it is it's really hard and the guy who did the initial report actually said um i'm a nuclear chemist and my organic chemistry knowledge truthfully is minuscule then why was oh, he doing it awesome <laughs> good so. job how many times can we talk about how jacked our healthcare system is it's <laughs> <laughs> fine is that where this podcast is headed it's fine but the Person who realized it might be dimethyl sulfoxide, which we're just going to call DMSO from here on out, okay, was familiar with it because he used to work with athletes. And DMSO is something that in the 60s, people were using to treat um, anxiety and muscle pain. When they were doing clinical trials, they realized that it's not very good for you and cause issues with your eyes. So they ixnate it, but you can still find it in hardware stores. I love oh. how you use cl- clinical trials and exnate it in the same sentence. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what yes. I do. 
I can't get too fancy. I mean, I'm saying a lot of big words that I don't fully understand. So <laughs> yeah, like DMSO. Exactly. <laughs> and um, cell phone. <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> um, but it's sold as a gel form at hardware stores as a heavy duty degreaser. Ugh. I know I've heard of that before. Yeah. I think Hagrid may use that in the shop. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> it could be used if he has icky muscles. Don't tell him and that. all that. I just want to get him some CBD gummies. <laughs> CBD gummies? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. So one thing to note about it is it has a garlicky odor to it. Oh. Mm. And if she were using it, now remember, oh. she had... She was greasy. She had late stage cervical cancer and had been and diagnosed six weeks ago. Had a lot of pain. If she had rubbed that on her, she'd be greasy. Smell a little bit of garlic. garlic. And it could possibly explain the increased levels i guess not mm. Hmm. can you absorb that through the skin i mean anything could technically be absorbed if you try hard enough Mm -hmm. (laughs) she could have been a sham wow you don't know (laughs) i do not know her so i cannot say and this is a really weird case so who knows wow sham wow um oh wow so an interesting thing happens when you add one oxygen atom to it it becomes dimethyl sulfone which we covered when you add two oxygen atoms to dimethyl sulfone you get dimethyl sulfate so that's four oxygen atoms. yes okay is anybody gonna ask tiffany what is dimethyl sulfate i'm glad you asked question See, it's dot- right here what is dimethyl sulfate? I'm glad you asked. Um, I, dimethyl sulfate is a chemical whose um, w- the vapors could kill exposed tissues. The vapors. Such as eyes or the mouth or, you know, get into your lungs. It could kill some of that. So it could kill those tissues. Mm-hmm. Could it be absorbed through the blood and cause um, nervous sy- symptoms? Well, when it's absorbed in the body, it can cause convulsions, delirium, paralysis, and delayed damage to the kidneys, liver, and heart. It was actually tested for chemical warfare, but never She had to have a defibrillator. Her kidneys were failing. The other lady lost control of her limbs. Of the 20 types of symptoms reported by the staff, only one, which was the nausea and vomiting, is not a symptom of dimethyl sulfate exposure. But it is a symptom of anxiety. Yeah. Yeah? So that's a really good theory of what happened, right? Yeah. Only problem is um, they couldn't quite figure out how the body turned one into the other. Too much oxygen. See, this is why no. my body doesn't let me breathe no. correctly often. <laughs> you don't just randomly add oxygen atoms to molecular structures. <laughs> well, I read an article. Sham wow. <laughs> sham wow. That's how. She was a sham wow. That, that just absorbs she just it. That absorbed doesn't... oxygen into her atoms. You can't just put them in a bowl Statics. and mix it to. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even related. Sham wow. <laughs> What's the next bullet point, <laughs> Tiffany? So I'm going to put a link or send Rebecca a link to put on the blog because let's be honest, she's a technical person. That is a link to an article that I read that explained it in great detail. And um, it's extremely technical and I would do a great <laughs> injustice to everybody if I tried to explain it. So we're just going to kind of roll through their hypothesis based on what they tested. And if you want more info, 
it's there. Their theory is that Ramirez was using DMSO gel to relieve pain. When she collapsed from cancer-related kidney failure, paramedics put an oxygen mask on her face. Oxygen molecules flooded her bloodstream combined with the DMSO in her system, formed high levels of dimethyl sulfone, which is not the toxic. Pause. Thought you couldn't just add atoms, high oxygen atoms. <laughs> that, what they said. You said I couldn't do it, and they just said that that's what happened. Say that one more time. I could be a doctor. No, you... <laughs> Par- paramedics put an oxygen mask on her face. Oxygen molecules flooded her bloodstream, combined with the DMSO in her system, and formed high levels of dimethyl sulfone. But just being exposed to the chemical doesn't mean you're going to get a chemical reaction. It doesn't, but it doesn't prevent it. I'm still skeptical. Will you keep your skepticism? This article is really smart, so... <laughs> Quote, source is really smart. This article, article really is really smart. smart. I'm going to ask someone about it tomorrow at work. Don't worry. Oh, she's super smart. That makes me nervous. All right. So um, her initial autopsy showed a urinary tract infection. And this was would have caused a buildup of the dimethyl sulfone because it would be unable to flush out of her system. That would explain the kidney failure. Exactly. See? But really not, smart. But not why it turned to dimethyl sulfate. Yeah, well, I don't think you're going to like the rest of this, so. Okay. More oxygen mask. No. When the defibrillator was placed on her chest, it sent shockwaves through her body and pushed the oxygen into the atoms. That could actually cause something. I'm not sure it would cause that. Well, maybe it did. Let's find out. Maybe it didn't. There's so much salt. It's like the Philly experiment again. Let's not go there. Carry on, Tiffany. (laughs) I saw her eyes light up. Walk away from the semen. (laughs) Okay. So when they were testing out things to see if this could actually happen, they did experiments. They combined the dimethyl sulfone with a solution that was basically blood minus the red blood cells. And they found that when they brought that solution to room temperature, white crystals formed, which if that Hmm. had happened in red blood. It might look like manila particles. It might. Mayhaps. Mm, Science and whatnot. Then, basically, uh, through the mysteries of science, (laughs) (laughs) sorry, (laughs) their best guess is that when the blood was drawn and exposed to room temperature air, some of it broke down and began to vaporize as dimethyl sulfate. Well, yeah, when they all passed it around to give it a good whiff. Okay, but why didn't they find crystals in her blood when they took the biopsy during the um, autopsy? autopsy? Yeah. You're asking me a lot of questions. Because it had lessened at that point than what the levels were at initially when they did the autopsy. Yeah, but that wouldn't explain why they didn't find the precipitation of it. It didn't rain. That's No, that's not what that means. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so a lot of organic chemists after reading this said, "Mm, listen here. Thank you. Next. I have played with these before, this chemical, this thing. And you have to get it like upwards of 300 something degrees before it starts breaking down like that. Hmm. Yeah. That's not room temperature. No, it is not. Not super sciencey, but I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope it's not. I don't know. They were in California. It does get kind of hot mm-hmm. there. Oh, poor California. Yeah. So this is where uh, you insert more science stuff that I don't understand. And Mr. Mark McCosey. The director of National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C. Um, he's a forensic pathologist 
who has investigated dozens of unusual deaths. He said, It's true that no one has done experiments to show that dimethyl sulfate is produced when dimethyl sulfone breaks apart and recombines with the body's sulfates. Yet chemists have on several occasions discovered that seemingly impossible reactions turn out to be quite possible. So this could just be one of those weird rare occurrences where chemistry says fuck you i'm really hard to understand let me throw you a curveball that's what chemistry has always said to me chemistry by tiffany exactly fuck you i'm really hard let me throw to you understand. a curveball yeah i picked up on that pause don't think i didn't it's fine so that's their best guess at what happened to gloria ramirez their best guess is we don't know well their best guess is yeah, we don't know. <laughs> Question dot. It's either mass hysteria because it happened to mostly women or it was this. Oh, so it's just because it happened to women, it's mass hysteria. But so, if it happened to men, it's dimethosulfone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what I was reading about mass hysteria said that most of the time it occurs in younger women. Okay, that's I've seen girls at boy band concerts. That makes a little bit of sense. Have you, though? No. <laughs> Pulling around on that one. <laughs> Let's be real. Miss, I don't like concerts. I don't. There's too many people and it's too we'll loud. We'll report back to you in August after we go to the Backstreet Boys concert. Oh, I have another friend going to that. Wow. Oh, wow. That's a good friend. Sure. I mean, hi, if you're listening. Thank so you. we have no idea what happened. Nope. So we you did. just left us on a little cliffhanger there. I did. Well, congrats on fulfilling the promise of the show. Questionable, odd, and eerie see that's what i do mm-hmm. i will say though past couple ones i've had to throw in some sciencey stuff and i'm real confused by it so <laughs> next topic i've got is gonna be a doozy that has no science <laughs> you know what your next topic is right yes okay <laughs> stay tuned for our valentine's day episode oh my god i'm so excited this is a topic that i've talked about since before we had the idea to do a podcast so <laughs> it's gonna be great yeah rebecca's gonna be so uncomfortable I'm always uncomfortable. That's nothing new. But I'm going to be more uncomfortable than usual. Yes. Should it have been uncomfortable, odd, and eerie? (laughs) That would be the three of us. (laughs) So yeah, it's Gloria Ramirez. Hmm. I do feel really bad, though, that this poor lady who found out she had cancer and passed away is now known as the toxic lady. Yeah, and they really don't have any definitive proof that she really was... No, because her family swears up and down that she did not use DMSO um, hmm. to help alleviate pain. So, I mean, not to belittle her death or anything, but if I got to go, I want to make it interesting. There you go. Rebecca wants to affect as many people as she can on the way out. I want to confuse a lot of people. There you go. Well, just don't yeah, give me see, hepatitis and pancreatitis. And Rebecca's lucky like that. And she would cause some sort of like major medical breakthrough with hers. On accident. Yeah. Medical breakthroughs. Sure. Uh-huh. I think you can do it. So. I'm hmm. probably going to go out in the most boring way possible. You're going to go out by that. pressing a button you're not supposed to press. <laughs> It's probably, but it's so, don't go towards the light. And Ashley's going to go out trying to keep Tiffany from pressing the button that she's not supposed to press. No, I'm going to go out. We're both going to go out like, well, we're not supposed to push it. So if you push it from this side and I push it from that side and we both look behind us to make sure nobody's coming. I'm glad you guys don't think that I'm going to open some portal to hell and get sucked in by some demonic presence. That's how I Oh, yeah, that is a distinct possibility. It's fine. Either way. That's when Tiffany's sure as hell pressing the button. She's like, help. Did you notice that I 
decorated a space to bring my doll. No. What Ashley? Mm-mm. What? She's not haunted. She just needs love. I don't care. She can get love at your house. You can love her on your own time. She doesn't get love at my house because James makes me hide her in the laundry room. Can Good. You? Smart James. Good Hagrid. I'm bringing her. You will not bring her. I'm bringing her there. So I can figure out how to set up Skype. <laughs> Would you rather I brought the doll or the Ouija board? Neither. But thank well, you. the Ouija board doesn't have the key to open it. Doesn't matter. Whereas the doll's probably just haunted. Ugh. She's never given me any reason to believe that she's haunted. Well, good for you. <laughs> that sounds lovely. Take it home with you and check it out. Take the Mfreeder home with you to check out the doll. All right. We'll report back in a couple <laughs> weeks with whether or not we had My a doll admit findings. Tiffany with, for hyperventilating. That's um, fine. Uh, On that note. Uh-huh. <laughs> Remember, friends, everyone has something that they find odd. Let us tell you why it's not. If you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss, you can share them with us on any of our social medias. Links can be found on our website, theladiesofstrange.com. Or you can email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And if you think we're doing a great job and want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon. That wasn't done yet. Keep it strange, lovelies. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>